Welcome, my name is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and we thank you for taking some time to listen to some audio recordings from the pulpit of the Riverview Baptist Church. Our desire is to show the Lord high, holy, and lifted up, as well as try to be a blessing to those through the Word of God. Please enjoy this message, and we pray that it will be a blessing to your life. And if you wouldn't mind to take your copy of the Word of God and turn with me to the New Testament book of Hebrews. The New Testament book of Hebrews and the book of Hebrews in chapter number 11. The book of Hebrews and chapter number 11. We're progressing very well into our book of Hebrews. We're finishing it up in the next couple weeks. And we've been walking through this book that speaks about that Jesus Christ is better. That we saw that Jesus Christ is better than Moses. He is better than the angels. He's better than Joshua. He's better than Aaron. We've already seen that Calvary is a better way. Better than the old sacrifices. Better than the tabernacle. Better than the sanctuary. That Jesus Christ, uh, his blood was better than the blood of goats and bulls. And now we enter into a section. We've already kind of been in there. But now we hit it full force. On that faith is a better way. That we are not under bondage. We better than all the intricacies and the complexities of the Old Testament law and the Old Testament living and the religion chains that are placed on it. We now have faith, which is a better way. And it is the response of what Jesus Christ has done for us. And we find our way to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11. We often call this chapter the hall of faith chapter because we could see several different examples of people who lived by faith that are mentioned throughout this chapter. So if you don't mind, let's walk through and read this chapter, the book of Hebrews chapter number 11, and let's look starting at verse number one. The book of Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number one, the word of God says this, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called out to go out into a place which he should should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in a land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with 
Isaac, and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang up even of one, and him as good as dead, so many as the stars in the sky in multitude, as the sand which is by the sea shore innumerable." All these died in faith, not having received the promises, but having them seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And if truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they had come out, they might have an opportunity to have returned." But now they desire a better country that is unheavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he had prepared for them a city. By faith Abraham when he was tried offered up Isaac. And when he had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Accounting that God was Able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both of his sons Joseph, <laughs> both of the sons of Joseph, and worship, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the riches of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assuaging to do were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down, and they were compassed about seven days. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. What more should I say? For the time would fail to tell me of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens." Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. 
Others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourging. Yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. Were tempted. Were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. Being destitute. Afflicted. Tormented. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts. And in mountains. And in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. And if you're in the habit of marking things in your Bible, just pretty much close your eyes and put your finger anywhere. And you could find the phrase, by faith. By faith. And we could see this phrase all throughout this chapter here. And with the Lord's help, I would like to do my best with the Lord's help to summarize this wonderful chapter in the Word of God by faith. By faith. Let's go to the Lord together and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for you providing a better way for us, the way of faith. And yet it is a way that so often we avoid, we ignore, we neglect, we walk away from. I'm asking that you would do something special and amazing through this message today. That you would honestly teach us more about what it is practically, realistically, to walk by faith. To see that the faith life is a better life. And that you would help so many people on this road of faith. Help us even now. Lord, do something that I cannot do. In fact, I can't even imagine it being done. But yet it's something so real that needs to happen. That you would draw people close to you. That you would draw them and let them be convinced about this faith life. We're asking for something supernatural. Something outside. Something that cannot happen because of the will of man. Teach us to learn what it is to live by faith. Thank you, Lord, for whom you are. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Just let me be your instrument in your hands that you get all the credit and all the glory, that you do all the work. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. By faith. By faith. Well, as we come up, we first of all have to define terms. So the first thing I'd like to bring to your attention from this passage is the substance of faith. The substance of faith. So often people sometimes use faith as an abstract term. But let me tell you that faith has substance. That means there's something to it. There's evidence. There's something to this faith. Some people teach an idea of blind faith. And let me tell you that the Bible rejects that idea. There's no such thing as blind faith. There's faith that has evidence. There's faith that has substance. So with that, let's look and see some of these things in the Bible here when we describe the substance of faith. Notice with me in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now we know that there are there is more to this world than what is seen. We know that some people get to the idea where 
they believe in materialism. The definition of materialism means they only believe in the material world. They only believe in the world that they could see and touch, that they could measure, that they could put together, that they could quantify. But we know that there is something more than this physical world. There is something more than just what our bodies can taste and touch and feel and smell. There is much more than what we can see. And faith is part of that spiritual realm. However, it is not such an abstract thought that it doesn't leave any trace behind. Faith has substance. There's something to it. You may not be able to grab it physically, but there is something you could grab a hold on with faith. We always know that faith is because of a person, because of Jesus Christ. That faith is looking unto him. That the book of Hebrews chapter number 11 describes faith. And it starts off by explaining that faith has substance. Notice this. That not only has substance. It has evidence. The evidence of things not seen. You understand faith has substance. And it leaves evidence. You know there's plenty of evidence that there's a God. There's plenty of evidence that God exists. Even though we can't see him. We can see his working. We can see uh, the evidence left behind. Let's take something that we could see. We live in a time where we have leaves. And we could see evidence of wind. You can't see the wind. But you can see the evidence that it leaves behind. There's something to it. We know that in the spiritual realm there is a real God. And he loves us and he cares for us. And we can trust in him. And he could do a work. There's plenty of evidence that he sees and answers prayers. We can see that he performs miracles. Even though we don't see the the actual act performed, we can see what is left behind. You don't see the, 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 the sprinkles of fairy dust. And you don't see the light beam coming in and hitting the person just right, lighting up their face and all this. We don't see the, the inner workings, but we can see the evidence of it. All of us who have been believers, who've taken some time to pray, can see as prayer change things. And let me tell you, there is much more than just a coincidence. There's a God who's working. In fact, many of you could even say how you came to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior was a great miracle that God had reached out for you, that God pursued after you. That God didn't cared enough or that God cared enough for you to draw you to himself that we know the faith that we have is not a blind faith but there's evidence there's substance we can't quantify it we can't put it in a bucket but we can look and say look there's evidence of it there was a trail left behind there is things left behind that shows that what I'm believing in is true by the way this is why we encourage people how can we pray for you because The answers to prayer is one of the great ways to point. There is a God. This God answered your prayer. Let me tell you more about him. I'm so thankful that we don't have a blind faith. That we're just trying to reach out. I don't know. I have no evidence that this is true. But I'm going to step anyways. God says there's plenty of evidence I want you to see. And because you see the evidence. Because you see the substance. You have no problems following me. Seeing him who is invisible. Notice in verse number two, 
For by it, speaking about faith, for by it, the evidence obtained a good report. So the people in the Bible had to reach out by faith and grab something that was not seen but still move forward. And as they stepped by faith, we could see that their faith was not misplaced. What we have is 2020 hindsight. We can look back and say, look, for them, it was a big deal to step out. But we can look at the end of it and see the end result and say, see, they did right. Here is proof of it. Again, it leaves evidence. It could see that there's some substance to it. We know that as we step forward, we can't see it. I believe this is what the Lord had me to do. I'm going to step out. And then what happens is that we can prove that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. There's evidence. There is proof. I love those things. I'm a scientist by nature. I don't believe in trying to believe something that's not there. I don't want to believe in a fairy tale. But I like things that have substance. I like things that has evidence. I like things that we can look back to and say, look, here is some proof, some evidence, some things that show that our God is real and following after him was not misplaced. We could look back. It was by the elders. They obtained a good report. That they stepped up by faith. We can look 2020 hindsight. And that 2020 hindsight, this is, this is why this Hebrews chapter number 11 goes through all of these Old Testament figures. These were real people who had to step out by faith. Some of them in possible situations. We have the ability to look back and say, look, they were right by trusting God. They were, there was evidence they were trusting God. There was proof. Notice in verse number 3. Through faith, we understand that the world's framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We understand that our faith is centered on the person of God. Some people say that if you could believe the first four words of the Bible, you could believe the rest of it. What are the first four words of the Bible? In the beginning, God. If you could believe that, everything else is good. In the beginning, God. Do you believe that? Can you believe that there's a God? As long as there's a God that you could believe in, the rest of it will come easier because our center is on God. We're not putting our faith in something that's not God. That's a faith that's mistrust, uh, misplaced. It's something that's not going to answer your prayers. God can because he is real and there's evidence of it. Notice as it goes on. In verse number 6, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Now it says, for they, he that cometh to God must believe that he, that God, that God is. But it doesn't have what it is. What do we believe that God is? That God is God. That's what faith is. I believe that God is God. Who is God? He's the God who made everything. He's the God who has all power. He's the God who could do anything. All I have to do is believe that God is God. That's all. That's it. Believe that God is God. And that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So if I go up to God and say, God... I need you. You have to take care of this. God says, that's all I needed. That's pleasing to me. I come up to him and he rewards me for coming to him. Trusting in him. Faithing him. 
there's substance to what we have because our God is real. And because our God is real, the faith that we follow God is real. So we start off, again, all I could do is a summary. I could take many messages on each one of these parts, but we're just summarizing here. We start off with the substance of faith, the substance of faith. Now we see here the examples of faith, the examples of faith. Now, Think about each of these in their context of where they're at and what it was like to step out by faith where they were at. Notice in verse 4, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and that he being dead yet speaketh. We know that Cain and Abel were the first two kids. And we see that both of them had received instructions. This is how you are to worship God. God wants a blood sacrifice. Abel gave the blood sacrifice. Cain did not. Now, normal people would say, listen, both of them gave their best. And they did. Both of them did it with the motive of worshiping God. And they did. But one of them gave of plants, the other one gave a sacrifice of an animal. And God accepted the one and rejected the other. <gasps> Why would God reject it? I gave my best. I did it to worship him. Well, we understand God doesn't accept all worship. God must be worshiped in spirit and in truth. By the way, that's an evidence that there's a God. Because if they were just giving a sacrifice to some invisible, made-up God then the sacrifice would be accepted by both of them, wouldn't it? This is an evidence that there was a God because he did what God told him to and he was ple- God was pleased with what had God had given or what he had offered up to God. And he rejected the other one because God is real. That's an evidence. Notice if you don't mind verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated. We use that word translated. It's our same word raptured. He was raptured. He was called away. Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Enoch was the first person in the Bible that did not die. Some preacher said it this way, that it was said in the book of Genesis that Enoch walked with God, that he walked with God so far that God looked and said, well, my house is closer than your house. Well, you might as well come home with me. But he had this evidence. What was this evidence? For God, because God translated him for Before his translation, he, Enoch, had this testimony that he pleased God. By the way, what pleases God, verse 6 runs into this. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. What was it that pleased God through Enoch's life? Enoch trusted him. Enoch faithed him. He trusted God by faith, and that pleased God. And God was so pleased with Enoch's life, Enoch's faith in him, That God just took him home without him dying. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Again, that's hard for people to believe. Don't you think there was a lot of milk cartons that said, have you seen this guy? And a lot of people who would reject the idea that Enoch got translated, that God called him away. That's one of those DVDs you'll have to check out when you get to heaven to see about who was all there when he got translated out and what was all happening at that time. Notice we go on verse 7. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet as seen. Now, this is important. God told Noah, I want you to build an ark. Well, what's an ark? It's a boat. Okay, why? 
Because I'm going to bring water from the sky and I'm going to bring it down to the earth. At this time, it had never rained. So God is telling Noah to build a huge ark to put all these animals and stuff on it because water is going to come from the sky and that had never happened before. You understand how crazy everyone thought he was? Building this big ark. He had to believe in the impossible. Rain, water can't come from the sky. What are you thinking? God told me, so I have to believe it. But it's never happened before. Yes, but I believe in God's word because God said it. I have to believe it. And by the way, that wasn't a weekend project. It took a hundred years for Noah to work on that ark. So much that his sons were born during that time. He was building the ark when his sons were born. And he trusted God. You know, they say having kids changes everything. Don't you think that it would have been easy when the firstborn was born to stop building the ark and pay attention to my kids and forget this crazy business? Everyone's going to laugh. The kids growing up in school... Dad, this kid's made fun of you because you keep saying water's going to come from the sky. Don't you understand there was a lot of obstacles in that faith? To carry it on for a hundred years and water still not come from the sky and you've still been working for a hundred years? You understand? We could see the evidence of it. Don't, we could read Genesis uh, 6 through 9 and see, yeah, there was a worldwide flood. But that had never happened before. That was a tall ask. And yet he believed in God. By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world because, and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Then it goes on to Abraham. Abraham was called from the city of Ur, the Ur of Chaldees. His dad worshipped a different God. He was wealthy. Can you imagine Abraham going to the banks. They were wealthy. Hey, I need to deposit, or pull out all my money. Oh, that's a big deal. Are you sure you want all of it? Yeah, I want all of it. I'm not coming back. Well, we got branches all throughout the region. Uh, can we deposit your money to a different bank? Nope, nope. I'm pulling it all. I don't know where I'm going. Can you imagine that was an emergency day if they're at the bank? Now, we understand that things may work differently, but I'm trying to use a picture in your mind. He had to leave the place where he was at, the place where they were established. They had, Abraham lived there all of his life. He was 70 years old when God called him. Now, can you imagine 70 years living in the same place? And at 70 years, God said, you know what? I got something for you. You need to come with me. You need to leave all your friends, all your family, all your business and come with me. Let's go now. Where are we going? I'll tell you later. Okay, you understand that was a big ask. That was a big deal. And he stepped out by faith and he followed him and he ventured into out of his comfort zone. By the way, God often asks us to leave our comfort zone to follow after him. And he was blessed because he was willing. You know, one of the things faith requires us to leave our comfort zone. If it's in our comfort zone, it's not a faith. We get, I know I could go in here and I've got plenty of bounds. You want me to go outside of my comfort zone? Yes. You know, what we see there is that fear holds back faith. 
We don't like to leave our comfort zone because it leads us to a place of fear. But God moves us from our comfort zone to follow after him. Will we trust him when it's uncomfortable? By the way, this is why most people don't live by faith. They live within their comfort zone. And as long as it stretches from here to there, we're good. But beyond that, I'm not going. They live in fear and not by faith. As it goes on, we see not only Abraham, but we see Sarah. Verse number 11 is a big deal if you pay attention to what she is. Sarah is 90 years old. Verse number 11, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. All right. So imagine you're close to 90 years old. You're going to have a baby. Well, you understand, not only do you have the impossibility of having a baby, but how many of you who are maybe past the childbearing age probably don't feel that you would have the strength to carry the baby? I meant to have the baby growing in the stomach and sitting down on the couch and the cravings. I meant, can you imagine 90 years old and trying to carry the, have the strength to carry the child around inside for all of that time and all the things that went with it. I mean, that's why it's for young people, right? After a while, you, this is too much. The aches and pains of already being 90 years old multiplied. No, she had to trust God by faith, not only to have the child, but every day. God, my body cannot handle another day of being pregnant, being expected. I am another day with child. My body needs help. Understand there's a lot that went to it, not just the miracle of it, but the nine months of it. And then the big day of delivering without epidurals, without the medical services, 90 years old and delivering a bundle of joy. That takes a lot of strength beyond the ability of a normal 90-year-old. By faith, she had to depend. She received strength to conceive. Don't you think there was a lot of days where she didn't feel like she could go on anymore? I can't do this anymore. And she had to trust God for strength because there was this promise here. It talks more about Abraham and then it goes up to Isaac. It talks about Abraham in verse number 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac and, had, and he had received the promises of, uh, up of his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall all thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead. You understand, at this time, risen from the dead wasn't a thing. I understand that today it's not a thing, only by the miracles of Jesus Christ. But here Abraham was willing to obey God in one of the most <laughs> ask, hardest asks that was ever done. Will you be willing to trust me with your child? You kill him, but don't worry, I still got promises for him. Abraham was willing to, to trust him because he knew God was able to raise him up. Now, thankfully that he didn't have to kill his son. God stopped him. But God was able. He believed that God was able to do something impossible. I believe that God could raise my child in order to carry out the promises that God had made. 
That's a big ask. A very big ask. By the way, can you trust God with your children? Not to sacrifice them, but can you trust God with your children? Notice it goes on. It talks about Isaac. Verse 20. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. These next three people, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, it's all talking about the end of their life. And at the end of the life, they're looking forward to God concerning their kids and their grandkids for the things to come. They saw those things. They trusted him concerning the things to come. That's future events. Can you trust your children for the things in the future? Or do you look at the world and say, it's so horrible, the sky is falling. My kids are just, they're not even worth it. It's just, they're not going to survive. You understand, we can trust God. You can trust God. And we saw the evidence of it. Think about Joseph, who gave commandment concerning his bones. He was so convinced that the people were going back in the future. He didn't, wasn't buried. They put him in a box and they said, when you get to that land, you bury my bones as a testimony that God is going to keep his promises. You know, Joseph had no control over what happened afterwards. But he had to trust God that this was going to be a message that was going to be delivered. Notice as it goes on, verse 23, By faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and was not afraid of the king's commandment. At this time in Egypt, every male child who was born was supposed to be killed. And after three months, his parents realized they couldn't hide the screaming baby anymore. They had to do something and so not knowing what was going to happen, they gave him over to God. They put him in an ark made of, bull, um, of bulrushes. They put him in the river and they took their hands off. The hardest thing they ever did. And say, God, it's up to you to trust. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you with my child. I'm taking my hands off. You do what I cannot do and you take care of them. And they trusted God. You know, that's a big ask to, to know that the only way to save your child is to give them away. And say, I don't know how he's going to turn out. I don't know what's going to happen to him. But Lord, I'm trusting you to do whatever it takes in his life to take care of him. I'm trusting you. As Moses grew up, because God did bless his parents. He was able to, to even though he was adopted into a different family. He was raised with his mother. But he had to make choices growing up. Notice with me in uh, starting at verse number 24. By faith Moses when he was come to years refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know one thing by faith is it causes us to make decisions. Notice the action verbs that are found in these several verses of the choices that Moses had to make. He had to refuse to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing, there's the second verb, he choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He had a choice. It was his choice. Do I suffer affliction with God's people or do I enjoy the pleasures? I could choose pleasures and get away with it, but I made a choice to suffer affliction. That was a choice he made. Verse number 26, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect under the recompense of the reward. If you lined up the suffering of Christ over all of the riches of Egypt, he said the suffering of Christ was more valuable. 
I made that determination. That was more worth it to me. To follow after God. To have God. To even suffer the things that go with that. That is more valuable than having all the riches. Notice as it goes on. Verse 27. By faith he forsook Egypt. Not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured. Why? As seeing him who's invisible. He had a choice. Which king do I serve? The king that I see in my face or the king I can't see at all? By the way, that's a choice we have to make. Do you choose to please God or do you choose to please people? Well, if God is real and you're going to answer to him, then you must choose him. Even if it doesn't make people happy. That's something you choose by faith. Notice the Hebrew people. Verse number 29, by faith they, the Israelites, passed through the Red Sea as in dry land, and which the Egyptians swaying to do were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down, and they were compassed about seven days. It talks about verse 28, through faith he kept the Passover, sprinkling the blood, and destroying the firstborn that shall touch them. You understand, these were the faith of not just Moses, but the people. Moses said, hey, in order to not be killed tonight, you have to kill a lamb and put the blood and apply the blood upon the doorpost in order for you to live. What evidence? Is there a virus going around? Does the CDC tell you you have to do all of this stuff? What is, is it something going on? There was no evidence of anything coming that night. But they had to choose it believing in God. They had to choose it for themselves. By the way, the same thing is true for a Christian. You have to choose for yourself to believe in Christ or not. That is your choice that you have to make. That is an individual choice that is offered up to you, but you have to choose to believe him. After that, by faith, they had to walk through the Red Sea. Now, that's a big deal too. This Red Sea is a big thing. The water had parted. You understand the water was standing up on its edge. There was nothing holding it. There was no superhero using invisible powers, force field powers. There was no brick and mortar that was holding it up. There was nothing holding it up. And you were expected to walk through in the middle of the riverbed with the two walls on either side ready to go with nothing holding it up. And you had to make a choice to walk across with no safety inspection. No city planners checking it out to make sure that it's safe for everyone. You understand that was a big deal. But then those were all individual choices that were done collectively. Verse 30, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down and they compassed about seven days. Remember, the people had to walk around the city six days in a row in total silence. Not Saying a thing. If one person said something, it would mess up the whole thing. They all collectively had to trust God by faith. By the way, same thing's true with the local church. As a local church, we have to move forward together to do the things that God has asked us to. That is a collective response in faith. And if we have people that say, listen, pastor, we're not going to do it. We can't go forward. 
You understand we have to go forward together collectively. This was a collective thing of faith. This is a big deal. And then on the seventh day, they walked around seven times in silence and then shouted all together. This was a big deal not to say anything, to go in silence, not even complaining about how your feet hurt or it's so hot or is this going to work? You had to trust God and be obedient to it for it to go forward. Now, all of these things here, we see that they were examples of faith. Notice there was one more that was mentioned here, verse 31. By faith, the harlot Rahab. Now it's putting about her past. This was someone with a past. This wasn't someone who was living for the Lord. This is someone with a past who had to make a decision to trust God for upcoming destruction that was yet to come. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she received the spies in peace. Remember what she did? She had to hang out the scarlet thread by faith and trust that God was not going to allow her to perish with the rest of the city. In fact, if you read the context in Joshua, her house was in the wall of Jericho. By the way, the walls fell. Hers didn't. That's a good God. She had to trust God by faith. And she was at the place where she didn't grow up in church. She didn't grow up with his Israel. She didn't know any of the other thing. She just had to make a choice to trust God. And God blessed her for that faith. Now with this, we started off by talking about the substance of faith. Then we see the examples of faith. Then we end up with the perfecting of faith. The perfecting of faith. Notice, if you don't mind, in verse number 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail, to t- uh, fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephthah, and David also, and Samuel, and the prophets. Listen, we could go on and on and talk about people in the Old Testament who live by faith. Talk about the New uh, Testament. Talk about church people who walk by faith. And we could give example after example of evidence and substance of people who walk by faith and how God answered it. And we don't have enough time. In fact, my message is running long now, and I'm not even halfway done yet. You know, we could take a lot of time. That's why we took it and took 13 uh, messages and put it into a Sunday school series. You could watch on your own and hit these individually. But you understand, we run out of time talking about people who walk by faith. That's a lot of evidence, by the way. That's a lot of substance. We're not just talking about imaginary things. Here's some historical evidence of a God who worked. But let me tell you some things as we bring it to ourselves. Talking about the perfecting of the faith. First thing is that faith in God has exciting times. Faith in God has exciting times. Notice with me as it goes on, verse 33. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. You know entire kingdoms were overthrown because people had faith. Go to the book of Daniel. Daniel prayed, and because Daniel prayed, God had an angel show up and say, listen here, Daniel, because of your prayers, i got to go topple the kingdom. I just want to let you know I'm going to go take care of that. You understand? Through people's faith in God, kingdoms were toppled. Who wrought righteousness, obtained promise, stopped the mouth of lions. You understand? Daniel was thrown in the lion's den and the lions didn't touch him by faith. 
You say, well, they weren't hungry. Oh, yes, they were. When they threw in the other men, they did, none of the body parts, not even a fingernail, hit the ground the lions had eaten. They were hungry. But to trust God for a lion's not to eat you, that's a big ask. Quench the violence of fire. Think about those three men, who, Hebrew boys, who walked in fire. Listen here, our God's able to deliver us, but if not, and he threw them in. And by the way, it killed all the people who threw them in because they made the fire seven times hotter. But they were walking around with almost lemonade saying, this is nice down here in the midst of the fiery furnace. Notice as it goes on, it talks about escaped out of the edge of the sword. How many times did David escape the wrath? Out of weakness were made strong. You think of David's mighty men who it said that he claved to his sword when he grew weak. He couldn't fight anymore. But God gave him the strength to continue to fight his enemies. You see examples of that when they're weak. God made them strong. It is an exciting life. Turn the flight the armies of the aliens. There were times in the Old Testament where the Armies of enemies came and God destroyed them or God got rid of them and the people didn't do a single thing. And that happened over and over and over. Women received their dead life again. Through faith, you think of the, the women who helped out Elijah and Elisha. And both of them saw their children raised again. Why? By faith they were trusting in God. You understand that faith in God is exciting life. These are exciting stories. Wouldn't you like to see your faith be exercised in such a way where you saw a mirror? That is an exciting life. Huh. But with that, faith in God brings trying times. Faith in God brings trying times. It's not just exciting, but with it came trials. Verse 35, women received their dead uh, to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. There are many people who were tortured that said, listen, you're going to follow after. If you denounce Christ, we'll let you go. And they said, I cannot deny my Jesus. And they were tortured, even though they had a way of escape, because they would not deny Jesus Christ. And others had a trial of cruel mockings and scourgings and moreover of bonds and imprisonment. You think of how many people were in prison and bonds. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. I've given the example of Isaiah. After all of those years of service, how Manasseh had put him in a log and sawed him asunder inside of the log. They were tempted Slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. Being destitute. Afflicted and tormented. I like the beginning of verse 38. It says. Of whom the world was not worthy. God puts this little thing in here. So listen here. Though the world thought. We hate you and we don't want you part of the world. We're getting rid of you. And God says no, 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 no. The world wasn't worthy to have you. I let you come home. You understand, living the faith life doesn't mean it's always exciting. There are times that there's trials. There are times of suffering to follow after God. But let me tell you, it is the right way to go. It is the best life. Notice why all of this. We see here that faith is made complete in the future. Faith is made complete in the future. You understand that when you are trusting God by faith, you're trusting in God in something that has not yet happened. You're trusting in him to do something 
in the future. And some of it is going to be answered by someone else later on. Verse number 39. And these all having obtained a good report through faith. Received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us. That they without us should not be made perfect. These people who lived and died and were tortured in prison. They died to pass on the faith to us. We would not enjoy the life that we have now if it wasn't for their faith. And they have the expectation that we're going to live by faith to deliver it to a new generation. None of them died so they could watch churches close. None of them died so they could see the Bible neglected. None of them died so they could watch us choose entertainment rather than following after God. They died and suffered those things so that way we could walk following after a real God who loves us. And a real God who's real. You understand the faith that we have is not just based off of us. Someone died to give us the Bible that we have today. Someone died to allow us to have churches like this. People suffered in order to give us the freedoms that our country currently present tense still has. People bled on our shores for religious freedom, religious liberty. People died so that way we could enjoy the life that we have in Christ now. Now with that, there's an expectation for us to live our life by faith. So that way a new generation can also enjoy the faith in the future. Be perfected, carried on until Jesus Christ comes back. Now all of this has been said to encourage you to live by faith. You understand every one of us have a comfort zone. Faith requires you to step outside the comfort zone. What keeps you from going there? Fear. You either live your life by faith or you live your life by fear. You live your life by force or you trust God. Is he trustworthy? You know, even today with the things going on that in this last year, what it keep people in bondage at home? Fear. Fear. We could step up by faith and trust God for the victory. What keeps people from advancing forward? What's keeping churches shut down? What's keeping these things? Fear. And there's no faith. No trusting in God. No depending upon him. I'm not saying that faith doesn't come with the cost. There's sometimes a high cost to pay to do what's right, to follow after God. But God is worth it. Seeing him who is invisible. Thank you for listening to this audio message. This is Pastor Scotty Bockhaus, and I encourage you to take this information that you just received and make a specific decision to follow after the Lord. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, let me beg you to take the time to receive Jesus Christ for the forgiveness 
of your sins. If you are saved, I encourage you to make a decision in your life to help you get closer with the Lord. If there's anything specific we can do to be a blessing or to pray for you, we encourage you. Look us up on the internet at riverviewbc.com. Once again, that's riverviewbc.com. Or if you would prefer to call us, you can give us a call at area code 920 920- Five three zero six three zero eight. Once again, that number is nine two zero five three zero six three zero eight. If there's anything we can do to be a blessing or an encouragement to you, please let us know. We would love to make ourselves available. Thank you.